Thank God for truth today. Thank God for His Word today. Amen. I'm happy when I woke up. Amen. The Word of God is still in force. Amen. My promises are still in place. Amen. All is well. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to preach today how we can all be victorious. Amen. I, I, want, I want this to be a victorious church. Amen. I want you to have a victorious marriage and family and finances. And I want you to prosper in your health. And, amen. But I want your soul to prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. I want everybody to feel the freedom of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Proverbs, the 25th chapter and the 28th verse. Proverbs 25 and, and 28. Prayers are for the Jason and Sister Katie. They were hit by a deer on the way to church and it tried, I guess tried to come in the vehicle with them just about busted out all their the windows and she's cut up pretty good and pray that she'll be fine in Jesus name another deer hit my son last night if you want to go deer hunting tomorrow will probably be a good day sounds like the rut's in <laughs> amen don't go today though it's the Lord's day Proverbs 25 and 28 he that hath no rule everybody say no rule the one that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Amen. Everybody say no rule. Everybody say broken down. Everybody say no walls. I don't really like that scripture very well. And so I want to turn it around today and I, I want to say we're going to be wall builders. Amen. I, I think everything that's in this Bible, amen, is plain and it's very blunt and sometimes hurts people's feelings. But all you got to do is say, I'm not going to be that. Well, I've already started preaching, baby. All you got to do is say, that I'm not going to be that. I'm going to be a wall builder. Do I have any wall builders in the house today? Come on, why don't you set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. And why don't we praise Him right now? Why don't we talk to Him right now? Why don't we ask Him to help us? In the name of Jesus, we need you in this house, God. Hallelujah. Come on, maybe you could join with somebody right now because we need this as a family we need this as a church family you need this in your home you need this in your life you need this in your career you need this in your finances oh we need the favor of God we need the help of God we need the protection of God the strength of God hallelujah come on prayer warriors travail in the Holy Ghost let your voice go up Hallelujah, change us, God. Help us, Lord. Oh, God, let us be the solution. No, we don't want to be the problem, God. Oh, let me be the solution in my family. Let me be the one that carries it, God. 
Oh, let me get under the load. Why don't everybody clap your hands to Jesus now? Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach wall builders. Everybody say wall builders. Amen. This proverb is uh, one that I've studied for a few years. It's a it's very troubling to me, but as I began to uh, uh, talk about in the very beginning, I, I believe that the scripture, amen, it doesn't have to tell what you're going to be, amen. I believe the scripture is given to us to teach us and for our learning, amen, that we can be more than conquerors. I said more than conquerors. <laughs> Amen. I, I don't want to win sometimes and lose other times. I want to win every day. Amen. When I wake up, I don't want to feel defeated. I don't want to be defeated. Uh, I want to be victorious. Amen. I said I want to live victorious. Uh, I want to live in a victorious home. Uh, I want to pastor a victorious church. Uh, amen. I want to be around victorious people. Uh, I want to be around people that's got their mind made up. Uh, we're not going under. We're going over. Uh, hey, I got more Bible that says we're going over. Then every lie the devil told you you're going under. Uh, hey. Hallelujah. Amen. This proverb no doubt is inspired holy scripture and so we need to take the word of God and, and study it and make sure that we end up on the right side of the word I said the right side of the word amen the Bible talks about a person that has no rule over his spirit or no rule over his what it means is over his human nature it means he has no personal disciplines well it's going to get good in a little while maybe it's talking about a person that has no discipline in their nature amen and whatever they think they just say it whatever they want to do they just do it wherever they want to go they just go there whatever they want to touch they just touch it Amen. You may think that's the free life, but I'm going to preach to you. That's the bondage life. Hey, I'm living the free life this morning. Uh, come on, I'm about to make a liar out of the devil in this place. Uh, I said I'm about to make a liar out of the devil in this house. Uh, hey, we're not the ones in bondage. Uh, he that the Son has set free, uh, he is free indeed. Uh, hey, this is the best life is living for God. Come on, why don't you clap your hands if you believe that? Hallelujah. Amen. The person that has no rule over their spirit means they have no rule over their temper. Praise God. Praise God. Has no rule over his temper. Amen. When I say his, don't get mixed up on my pronouns. Amen. I'm not talking about the males in the room. I'm talking about the humans in the room. I'm talking about the mankind in the room. Amen. The one that has no rule over his spirit. 
is the one that has no control over his temptations. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Let me just be real blunt. If you can never get control of your temptations, it'll be hard for you to walk through the gate. Hey, hey, come on, church. Help me right now. Hey, man, this ain't about do what you want to, when you want to, how you want to. This is about doing it how God wants you to do it. When God wants you to do it. How God wants you to do it. Hey, when you get in line with Jesus. Hey, that's when your rapture ready. God help us right now. Man, someone who doesn't have control over his spirit, that means the works of the flesh are active and what's controlling the person? The works of the flesh. My Lord, when jealousy takes over somebody and they're out of their mind and can't quit texting people, can't quit posting things because something's eating them alive. Amen, you have no control over your spirit. Hey man, uh, it ain't gonna be a good ending for the person who has no control. The person that can't quit gossiping uh, and it just keeps vomiting out of them, uh, always looking for something to to do or say about somebody uh, or something uh, or about the church. Uh, It means you have no rule over your own spirits. Getting quiet, but it's getting good. And I want to preach to you that self-governance will make you free. Self-governance will make you free. Sounds just the opposite of what you would think. If I can govern myself, I will be free. Man, let me tell you what the Bible teaches if you can't govern yourself you'll end up in bondage hallelujah I said if you cannot govern your own self you're the one that will be in bondage amen I, I go to the prison a lot of times and I preach and you know who I'm preaching to A lot of people who had no self-governance. They couldn't say no to the world. They couldn't say no to the flesh. They couldn't say no to their desires. Guess what? Today I'm living free because I've told myself no. Time after time after time, I preach to myself every day, no, don't say that, don't do that, don't act like that, don't miss prayer meeting. But the one that never tells itself no is the one that ends up in bondage. Amen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think I would rather be 
free and full of the Holy Ghost and be in prison. I'd rather be in prison with the Holy Ghost than to sit on a pew and be bound up by the devil and be in bondage and end up lost and go to hell because I never could govern myself. Come on, everybody in this house, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, Holy Ghost. Why don't you join up with somebody for a moment? Pray with me. Help me. Come on, the Holy Ghost is wanting to do a work in this place. Come on, another moment. Let's pray. God, speak to every person. God, open up the ears of every person in this church. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. The Bible says the one that has no rule over his own spirit it's like a broken down city with, without walls. Everybody say without walls. In ancient times, every city had walls and these walls were for protection and these walls were for preservation. Amen. And the Bible begins to link and to connect your spirit with your protection and your preservation. Come on, I'm going to preach to you right now. Some people wonder why they come under attack from unclean spirits. And they're always fighting every devil from hell. Let me open the word of God and begin to preach to you today. Amen, it's because there's no walls in your life. It's because there's no control of your own spirit that tears down every wall of protection. Come on, church. Hey, man, do you want to know why some people make it through? It seems like some people don't ever fight the battles others fight. Amen. Let me tell you why. A lot of times it's because one of them is a wall builder. And the other's a wall destroyer. Come on, church, help me right now. I'm telling you, this is an easy life living for the Lord. You hear me? This is an easy life living for the Lord. I said it's an easy life living for the Lord. But if you spend your whole life and never get control of your own spirit, and the walls get broken down uh, and you're fighting devils from that way uh, and that way uh, and that way uh, and that way uh, and every day you wake up uh, it's a new battle uh, let me tell you you're doing it the hard way can all the honest people in the room lift your hands to the Lord 
Say, help me, Jesus. Help us in this place today, oh God. Hallelujah, we love you, God. Hallelujah. In the ancient days, the wall builders understood that there's an enemy out there that wants to get in. And he wants to take everything that is precious to me. Everything that I have worked for. He wants to take my marriage. Come on, I'm going to get right down where you're living. There's an enemy out there that wants to break up every marriage in this church. I said every last one of... Boy, the devil don't want me preaching this, but I'm going to pound it in. There's an enemy out there that wants to destroy every marriage in this church. But we better get some wall builders that say, bless God, you ain't coming in here. They understood. There's an enemy out there that wants to come in and take everything that I've worked for in my life. There's an enemy out there wants to come in and take my children away and defile them. Teach them the language of the Chaldeans. Wants to teach them the ways of the world. Amen. He wants to come in and take everything. Amen. If you live naive thinking, uh, well, I'm just floating along. Amen. I'm just going to do my little deal. No, you better get your mind right. I said you better get your mind right. Amen. Uh, Some people spend all their life working but never taking care of what they worked for. Don't spend all your life working but without taking care of what you worked for. uh, And understanding the devil uh, wants... Come on, church, it's time to get some balance in our life. Uh, it's time to get some priorities in my life. Uh, amen. It ain't all about becoming a millionaire. Uh, it's all about making it to heaven. Uh, it's all about our baby speaking in tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Uh, it's about staying out of divorce court. Uh, hey, I want to be a wall builder. Bible's very clear. You can't control your spirit. It's talking to your flesh. You can't control your flesh. You've lost your protection. God, we, we, we need the protection of God. We need the hedge of God around us. Oh, Jesus. We're having clinics in Pentecost on how to play music and 
and how to sing, how to get guests to come, how to have a bus route. I ain't got a problem with any of that. I come to teach a clinic today on how to build a wall to protect what God's given to you. Hallelujah. I said I come to preach about how to build a wall. Amen. First of all, you've got to have an understanding that my spirit is directly connected to the protection that is around me. Everybody point at yourself and say, my spirit. I say that because we live in a country where the politicians try to divide everybody. They want to tell you the reason your life is in shambles is because of that person. There's families that teach people, teach their children the reason your life is in shambles is because somebody did you wrong. That is in direct opposition to the word of God. That is exact opposite of what the Bible said. Uh, the Bible says uh, if you don't control your spirit, uh, your life is going to be in shambles. Don't get 40 years old uh, and have nothing and still be blaming other people. Come on, church. Don't get 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and you're still blaming other people that your life is a mess. Open up the word of God and say, Lord, show me. Lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. So what the Bible's saying, no control, no walls. No control, no walls. So surely you can see the other side. Control, walls. If everything makes you fly off the handle, let me just be the first one to acknowledge this. You have no control. If everything is World War III to you, let me turn on the light and ring the bell. You have no control. Life's gonna be hard for you. It'll, it'll be one smack down after another. But God help me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. The devil wants to keep things stirred up. Amen. Keep you upset and all confused. Hey, I'm going to teach you today. You can get out of the drama by just turning around and becoming a wall. A builder. Hallelujah. Go a little further and tell you your blessings and your happiness is connected to your spirit. Your success in life is connected to you controlling your spirit. 
take somebody and you put them in the job and they're out of control, they sure can't manage people. And they sure can't be managed. So what happens after a little bit when somebody can't control their spirit? Man, there's people in here that you hire people and you, you have people work under you. You know what happens when someone can't control their spirit. Amen, you may work with them for a little bit. You may, you may say, hey, don't, next time that happens, just don't worry about it. Next time you run into that, just, uh, just walk away, come talk to me, whatever. Amen, next time, and you work with them. And all, but after a little while, Praise God. Amen. You get on them job boards on the internet. You start looking for somebody else that can control their spirit. Somebody that can get chewed out and just keep on doing what they do. Boy, it's quiet here right now. Amen. Somebody that don't fly off the handle every time something gets moved or something gets changed. Well, I'm all right as long as nobody messes with my stuff. Uh, Honey, you ain't got any stuff. Uh, You're here with the rest of us. Uh, We're on this island. uh, And you. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, in life, you have to learn how to control yourself. Praise the Lord. Man, when you get notified by somebody uh, you used to have a little crush on and maybe you're already married, uh, you better have a little control about yourself. You ain't got to clap. I I prayed all day yesterday. Uh, I was in the Word and I was praying all day long. Uh, Amen. When something, the enemy comes to you, uh, You better get some control about your spirit. Uh, You better not let anything start growing in your heart. Uh, Boy, the devil don't like this. Uh, I'm telling you, people don't commit adultery the first time they meet. Uh, There's a lot of barriers that they have to cross uh, before they ever mess up. Uh, Honey, when you come to it, uh, you better run for your life. Uh, You better get a hold of your spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. They say, well, I'm not, I, I don't think you have to preach about that. That's not a problem here. It ain't a problem here, but it may be a problem in your near future. It may be something you encounter tomorrow. Uh, you better listen to this preacher. You better get some self-control. Uh, I, I said, you better get some self-control. Uh, Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. Somebody needs to get on your Facebook account and you need to start deleting some people that ain't good for you. You need to... There's people have one purpose. Mess you up. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I pray strength over every man in this room right now. 
I pray strength over every woman in this room right now. Hey, one of the most dangerous things is when women started going to the workplace. You want to know when the divorce rate began to skyrocket? When I know this ain't popular. Amen, but because we got duped into thinking uh, we got to have everything they got uh, and we drank the Kool-Aid well I'm just going to preach a while I said we drank the Kool-Aid uh, to where we thought we had to have the biggest house and seven cars and four phones and three computers and internet and now all of a sudden daddy can't pay it all and mama's got to go to work and mama goes to work and she sits beside this one and this one's full of adultery. I'm about to preach a little while. Hey, I come to preach to the church. You better get some self-control about you. <laughs> Without self-control, you're like a city with no walls. City with no walls. City with no walls. I'm telling you, well, I'm hung up right now. I'm telling you, start playing with that little thing. I said, you start playing with that little thing. Start texting them back and messaging them back. Trying to hide it from your spouse and hiding your phone. Changing your passcode. I'm sure I'm preaching to somebody on the internet. Y'all better listen up. No, I'm preaching to everybody right now. I'm telling you, if there's things in your life that you got to hide from your wife or from your husband, you're sinning already. You better get your spirit right. You better get your... You've already crossed the first barrier. Uh, Amen. When you can hide things and it's all right with you, you've already gone a long ways towards sin. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, help me pray right now. Oh, oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, help me, help me, help me, church. young people man don't let the devil lie to you man when you start hiding things from your parents and 
start sneaking around on the internet. You may think it's harmless, but I'm telling you, just the sneaky part is the first barrier. I tell you what's beautiful is transparency. You hear me? Transparency. Yeah. Transparency. Openness. When you, when you can't answer the question right, where are you at? You got to change your story. You may have already crossed two barriers. My Lord, I'm trying to get started. I'm tired of watching lives get destroyed. I'm tired of watching people get on their second, third, and fourth marriage. Amen, I'm going to preach. I'm on the front lines right now. I said I'm preaching on the front lines to some young people in this church and to some young couples in this church. You better open up. You better be transparent. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a, there's. I'm teaching the young people in school. Amen. We're going through uh, search for truth part two. And, and for the first 2,500 years of humanity, there was no written word. And one of the important ways that God spoke to his people prior to the written word was their conscience. Amen. Their conscience. Amen. So we're way past. You can't say, well, he didn't preach about it. I'll quit if he preaches about it. You need to quit if your conscience says quit. Your pastor don't even know what TikTok is. But if your conscience says you need to get away, then you need to get away. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, but this is what I want to preach. Is that it's your nature. The Bible says if you can't control your nature, you're like a city with no walls. Here's the... Here's the uh, bad part. Is that it is your nature. (laughs) To be jealous is your nature. We're not preaching something that's not your nature. I'm preaching something that is your nature. To be envious is your nature. To be secretive is your nature. Be transparent goes against your nature. Well, it's quiet in here today. To say what you feel. It's your nature. To go off on everybody that makes you mad. It's your nature. But the Bible said, your nature. It's like a city. It'll open you up to every attack. If you live in your nature, 
drives me insane when people say this is just who we are. The next time you say, well, this is just who I am, go ahead and finish the sentence. And rubble is what I'll be. Smart aleck is who I am, but destroyed is what I'll be. An avenger of blood is who I am. Go ahead and finish the sentence. But rubble is what my life will be. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. And if your nature will cause your life and your protection, your preservation to be in rubble. We got to change. We got to mortify. Boy, Jesus is here with me right now. Kelamosataya. I, I wish I had a different message. But I ain't got a different message. God gives me the same message every time I get up here to preach, I think. If you don't pray, something's going to get you. When you pray, that is the only way you will get your spirit under control. Prayer is how you get your attitude right. Prayer is how you get your spirit right. Prayer is how you get control of your temptation. Prayer is how you get control of your anger. Prayer is how you get control of your gossiping. Shall I go on? Prayer is how you mortify the deeds of the body. Prayer on an altar. Come on. Can we pray for one minute? one more moment let's somebody pray God God Harabasataya Labakataya Harabahasatarabahasa
The Lord spoke to me several years ago and I've told this church a thousand times. It was just like a voice, like I'm speaking to you and the voice said, if you don't pray, something will get you. All come barreling back to me when I began to preach just a few minutes ago that if I don't pray, I can't control my spirit. And if I can't control my spirit, I am like a city with no walls. <laughs> and if I'm a city with no walls, something's going to get you. You may fight for a little while and you may think by your good works and your charisma and your, your ability to win friends and influence people, you're going to beat the devil back. Honey, there's going to be a day you get tired and you lay down and you take a nap. And when you take a nap, the enemy's going to slip in and take everything away. Hey, I'm going to preach prayer like I have never, ever preached prayer in my life. Prayer ain't just something you do to get blessed. It ain't just something you do to get a new vehicle. Prayer is what you do to get your spirit right. Prayer is what you do to protect yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people in this church, I thank you, have got a hold of this daily prayer. But even in that, I feel like even in our daily prayer, I feel like we could go deeper than what we're going. Thank you for every prayer that you prayed, but don't just click your name so somebody can see it scroll and feel like you've done your duty. That, that, that's what they did in the Old Testament. They brought their sacrifice because it said do it. Amen. When you come into this house, pray until something breaks in your spirit. Pray. Pray until that rebellious thing that's in you uh, gets broken. Uh, pray until that prideful thing in you uh, gets broken. Thank you for every prayer you pray. A lot of people in this room, you, you still ain't got a hold of it. I'm praying. God, God, help them get a hold of prayer. Because it, it hurts me as a pastor to watch people on top of the world for two months and then drug through the mire clay for two months and back up and back down, back up and back down. Let, let me tell you what's happening. When people get down and thank the Lord that they know what to do. <laughs> when people get on bottom, 
when, pe- when everything's falling apart in people's lives and the devil's got them wrapped up and they can't pay their bill and they ain't no money and mama don't love them anymore and everything's just, ah! Thank God they know what to do. But they start praying then. And that spirit that's been ruling them begins to crumble as they begin to pray. And they begin to humble themselves before God. (laughs) Maybe they even cry a little bit. And all of a sudden, when their spirit's under control, all of a sudden God begins to bless. God begins to help them. People began to get along. It's like they're happy. And there's this love, everybody, and the sky's so beautiful. And everything's so wonderful. Amen. What happened? You got on an altar and you were broken. And the, the spirit of the man in you died. What you did, you started building some walls. I'm fixing to connect some dots that we're going to be without excuse for the rest of our lives. I'm not saying you'll never have a trial. I'm telling you, there's a lot of trials that people go through. You didn't have to do that. It, it, It didn't have to happen like that. I'm going to preach to you that if you'll get a prayer life that is deep enough that it controls your spirit, you have built a wall around your life. Is this making sense to you? If you don't control your spirit, you're a city with no walls. And I can't control it by myself. I got to have God to help me. So if I begin to pray and I get control of my spirit where I used to not have any walls, now I got walls. Now. Prayer is how you become a wall builder. You know it. It makes sense. If you came to me, you said, hey, this got married. I want the blessings of the Lord on my family. I want to build a good marriage. I want, I want my children to always live for God. I, I want... You know exactly what I'm going to say and you know exactly what to do. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you what to do. You need to find a place to pray every day of your life and you already know it's right. You just want somebody to confirm it, I guess. Or you just like to talk to me, I don't know. If you come in here and you said... Man, I'm starting a business and I really want it to go good and I want God's hand on it and I want to be blessed. I want to bless the church. You know exactly what I'd tell you. I'd say, you know what? 
I'd pray over that business every day. I'd come to this church. I'd walk through them doors. I'd get on this altar and I'd say, God, bless my business. Touch my business. God, you know what I'd say and you know what you already need to do. You, so subconsciously, you already know that prayer builds walls. Nobody could destroy Whatever, whatever it was in your life, if you wanted something to be protected and helped, you know exactly what I'm going to say when you come to me. If you want God's hand on something, get a prayer life. Can anybody in this room attest that what I'm preaching works? Can anybody attest that what I'm preaching about right now works? Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. We're going to be wall builders. Amen. Man, I, got, I ain't even got to what I wanted to preach yet. Help me, Jesus. Our nature is to wait until after we've lost everything to start building. Man, but I, I would like to present a, a different scenario. Amen, that we build before the enemy. Destroys everything. So, there's some people in this room right now, you're, you're going to start from the rubble. But that's okay because this still works. Hey Amen. If you're building from rubble, you're actually in pretty good company. Because there's a lot of people that started from rubble. I said there's a lot of people that started from ground zero. There's a lot of people, not, not everybody, but there's a lot of people. One guy you may recognize, his name was Nehemiah. He started from rubble. God gave me a few things and I, I just, I hope you'll help me. It's five till, but it's, I'm going to make a deal with you right now. Give me 15 minutes, and I'll give it back to you tonight. Got a deal? It don't matter if it is or not. Hang on. Nehemiah 1 and 2, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem, they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Nehemiah started from scratch. Let me tell you the first thing you got to do to be a wall builder 
is you got to care. Boy, that went over like I threw a wet roll of toilet paper at you. If I could just get people to care, we'll get some walls built. The remnant was there and they weren't doing anything. They were just walking by. The Babylonians tore everything up. Do you not care? That's what Nehemiah did. He said, when, when I heard these words, I sat down and I wept. And I mourned certain days and I fasted, oh Lord, and prayed before the God of heaven. Everybody knew the walls in Jerusalem were tore down. But when Nehemiah heard what was going on, he started praying. It bothered him. Praise God. Had people say, Pastor, would you would you pray for my son? He's he's really messed up on drugs and he really needs God to touch him. And I've never seen them come pray. An altar call, they're never at the altar. They're all I thought, do you really care? Because when something bothers you. You do something. Well, I said, when something really upsets you, you do something. Man, the first key to being a wall builder is you got to care. You got to care that the devil's trying to destroy your family. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Came to pass when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth. He took great indignation and mocked the Jews and he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him. And he said, even that which they build, if a fox go up on it, he shall even break down their stone wall. I want to tell you something, church. When you become a wall builder, I want you to understand that every devil in hell Wants to get you tangled up. Well, the enemy wants to get you tangled up in a fight. They're slinging their little comments. If a fox goes up on the wall, them feeble Jews' whole building's gonna fall down. 
Do you know what the devil's trying to do? When you start working for God, you make your mind up. I'm going to be a wall builder. Don't get tangled up in things that don't amount to a hill of beans. Well, can you not see what the enemy's trying to do? They don't have power to get you to come down. They don't have authority to bring you down. They can't make you stop. So they'll try to get you tangled up in their web. This one against that one against that one against that family against this and that against the pulpit. Don't you see we got a wall to build? Don't you see a God, open the eyes of this church. Open the eyes of every family. Open the eyes of every prayer warrior. Everybody say, I care. Everybody say, I'm not going to get distracted. Now it came to pass when Sam and Tobiah, here's these guys. The rest of our enemies heard that I builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein. That Samballat and Geshem sent unto me saying, Come, let us meet together in some of the villages in the plain of Oh No. Let me tell you, if they want you to go to Oh No. Well, this is good preaching right here. You need to learn how to say, Oh No. I don't don't know if y'all are having fun or not but they thought to do me mischief and I sent messenger unto them saying I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you let me tell you the third thing is you can't stop Everybody say, I care. care. Everybody say, I'm not going to get distracted. And I'm not going to stop. When you start praying, you start praying because you care. And understand, when you start praying, there's going to be things that try to distract you. But I'm not going to be distracted. And I'm not going to stop. I want to preach to you what happens if you'll get this commitment. I care. I'm not going to be distracted. Boy, I keep getting hung on, on that not being distracted. God. The reason they put blinders on them horses. They have a tendency to get distracted. If you'll, if you'll get a burn and you won't allow yourself to get distracted and you'll keep on and not stop, this is what will happen. The Bible said, so the wall was finished. 
Everybody say it's finished. In the 20th and 5th day of the month, Elul, in 50 and 2 days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Man, I, I'm done except the ending now. Somebody can come and play music and give them hope there. Everybody say 52 days. I'm telling you, 52 days ain't very long. And Nehemiah built all the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Of course, he didn't do it by himself. He did it with people. And the Bible said that people had a mind to work. A mind to work. 52 days. Do you, do you understand how important it is to have walls in your life? Do I need to go back to page one or y'all got that? You understand the importance of having walls in your life? You don't fall like everybody else falls. You don't become a statistic like everybody else. When you got walls, in 52 days, somebody with a burden. Somebody that cared. Somebody that didn't allow the garbage to distract them. Somebody that didn't allow the gossip to distract them. Somebody that didn't stop. When somebody made fun of them or said what they were doing was nothing. Do you, you hear? They said if a fox ran up on the wall, it would fall down. You know how dumb that sounds? You know how ignorant that sounds? A fox going to knock over a rock wall. If I could tell you how ignorant some of the gossip sounds, you would just... If you would just open your ears and let your gray matter process things, you wouldn't repeat stuff. You'd say, that's stupid. 52 days, a man that had a burden. I'm not going to get distracted. And I'm not going to stop. And they built all the walls of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord dealt with me about for several weeks. I didn't know when I was going to preach it. I mentioned it to the people Monday night at prayer. This is what God dealt with me about. I've been praying, God, why, why, why do some people just hang in there and some people are just up and down? Some people are just... God brought these scriptures to my mind. They need to build some walls. Many of y'all, have my pastor preached one time in Pine, Louisiana, something. He's preaching about Nehemiah 52 days and somebody started a 52-day fast. I'm not going to drink a Coke. I'm not going to whatever, a Dr. Pepper. And many people in this room have done 52-day fasts and been blessed. And I've done it and I've been blessed and 
no sweets for 52 days. Probably the best thing for my diabetes ever was that 52-day fast. Anything you do for God is honorable. But let me tell you, Nehemiah, he wasn't sitting in the temple fasting biscuits. Nehemiah was working his guts out, building a wall. And the Lord dealt with me. What would happen in this church? I've already seen it. If for 52 days, everybody in this building came and prayed together. You know what? When we're praying, we're building. When you're praying, you're controlling your spirit. When you're praying, you're mortifying the deeds of your body if you're really praying. But what would happen if for 52 days people made a commitment? I'm tired of the ups and downs. I'm tired of my children being messed up. I'm tired of my family being messed up. I'm tired of my finances being messed up. I'm going to build a wall that no enemy can come over. The Lord dealt with me. I thought, well, God, we'll do it right now. I, this, this was like a week ago praying. God, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll send a text right now. We'll, we'll start right now. It's like the Lord just stopped me. Like, because like, I, I do, I don't plan anything really. I just... My nature. I got to get control of that nature. So, Lord, dealt with me. Start the first of the year. Give people time to plan, save, make arrangements, whatever they got to do. Get whatever. For 52 days, I'm calling prayer meeting at the beginning of the year for 52 straight days. And we're going to build some walls. And God's done showed me if we all did it, well, I feel Jesus. We love to read about Azusa Street. We love to read how they had a room separated just for the old walkers and wheelchairs and crutches and casts and everything that was thrown in there because God healed people. We love to read the old newspaper articles. People came from all over the world to Azusa Street to get that Holy Ghost. You know what they did? Do you know what their business model was? Let's just come together and pray. Let's just come pray. The preacher wasn't online trying to get a thousand sermons. The preacher had his head in a box. You hear me? He put his head in a box. And he kept his head in the box until God gave him a word. And everybody prayed. And when that guy 
Now I'm talking about there was brown people, white people, Asian people, people from all over the world. The preacher had one eye and he was a black man. He wasn't even allowed, they weren't even allowed to be together in some place. When William Seymour got up out of the box, everything got quiet because everybody knew God's about to speak to us. You know what they were doing? They built some amazing walls. They built an amazing revival that impacted all of this country, all the world, all over. Even Japan had a great revival of outpouring of the Holy Ghost because of a prayer meeting on Bonnie Bray Drive, first of all. You know where they got the name Holy Rollers? You may not like that, but I like it. You don't want to know why? Because people that didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost would just come and start praying. The Holy Ghost would come on them. Bonnie Bray Drive, it was up on a little hill. People would fall down, fall off the porch, and roll down to the road, drunk in the Holy Ghost. What were they doing? Did they have some hotshot preacher? No. Did they have the greatest screen and great presentation? They didn't have one. Did they have the greatest choir? I don't think they had one. What did they have? They had a wall-to-wall wall builders. People home to touch God. Stand together with me. I want everybody in this building to lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to ask God to help you. I'm asking God to help me. Come on, sincere prayer, church. And you can start praying every day right now. I hope you do. But I'm praying at the turn of this year, God's going to turn this church upside down. God's going to drive out every unclean spirit that torments people's minds. God's going to heal people of diseases. God's going to put marriages together. God's going to send a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Come on, all across this building, why don't you pray? Come on, lift up your voice to Jesus.